In the famous words of George Burns, if you live to be 100, you've got it made. Very few people die past that age. With that out of the way, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 153 for the week of Wednesday, 28th of January, 2015. I'm Justin, and with me tonight are... Scott and Ben. This episode is brought to you by Modern Brick Warfare and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our three toys of the week are the Funko Legacy Magic the Gathering Liliana Vess action figure, the Kota Bakia Artifacts 110 scale Boba Fett Cloud City version, and the DC Collectibles Deathstroke Bust. So, gentlemen, I've been given hosting duties. Hopefully I don't uh, bugger this up too much. So how are we going? <laughs> we are great and we're in good hands, I know. Awesome so far. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, anything exciting or noteworthy happen this week, Benjamin? I was having a pretty good week uh, up until yesterday. And Uh-oh. put the uh, tadpoles to bed and then Mrs. Shake said, hey, let's watch a movie. And she said, let's put on something that doesn't require a lot of concentration. So I decided on the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And what a steaming pile of crap that was. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, I haven't uh, ventured down that road yet, but I've got a seven-year-old who's itching to see it. So It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's just not a good film. There's just, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I... Are we surprised? You know, well, it was directed by Jonathan Liebsman, who, you know, I, I quite enjoy his stuff. He did Battle Los Angeles, which I thought was a really fun film. So whether there's just, you know, he, he came along and uh, and took the script and had to just, you know, run with it with, um, you know, little to no creative input sort of thing and, you know, he just filmed the shots and moved on. But it's, um, yeah, it's just not a good film. I mean, I always go on about how good the animated series is and Mrs. Shake just kept sort of, scratching her head going, wow, like, you know, I mean, it's it's like all the funny bits are in the trailer. Um, yeah, I was just left, you know, wanting that two hours of my life back. Mm-hmm. So. I see very flat, you know, it's, a movie comes along and there's always timing, so if the jokes are like one or two seconds out, it just doesn't keep the uh, the, the flow of the movie going along. Yeah. It looked, like, it looked very flat. Well, everything is flat. Like the fight scenes are very uninspired. There's this huge sequence where they're sliding down a, um, the side of a, a snowy mountain and it's just very repetitive. It's boring. Um, the ending is in the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, you know, there's going to be nothing new there. It was mm-hmm. just, um, and they're huge. The turtles are gigantic. Like Raphael, he looks like he's about six foot four. And he's absolutely massive. Like, he's actually got a bodybuilder build. Like, these massive shoulders and biceps. Like, it just, yeah, I don't know. It's just not what I was expecting. So, anyway, that's enough about me. Rest of the week was good. <laughs> oh, cool. 
What about you, Mr. Scott? Uh, we have one of the grand slams of tennis happening here in Melbourne at the moment, the Australian Open. And we are tennis fans, so we always try and get along. We went last night and um, we saw a men's singles and a men's doubles. And the singles started off a pretty one-sided affair. It felt like it was going to be over very quickly. And it ended up being four set, nearly four hour match. <laughs> um, so we, we actually bailed on the doubles by once we realized it was going to go to three sets because we, it was like 1am and the kids were like, we, we don't like tennis anymore. We want to go now. <laughs> um, so we've all been in a tennis coma all day mm-hmm. and all we had to do was watch it. So imagine playing it. I just don't, mm-hmm. like I was thinking about particularly the guy that lost that, you know, huge match last night, how he yes. must feel today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really a incredible endurance feat. Yeah. You know, the the Grand Slams where it's best of five, that's huge. So, yeah, but no, it's really good. It's great atmosphere, you know, so, such a great Melbourne thing to to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and uh, public holiday tomorrow because it's Australia Day. Yes. So Yay. thank you. Um, you know, there are obviously lots of different political views about whether it's the right uh, name or right date, etc. Uh, but it, but it's a public holiday, it so is. yay. Uh, I did notice that um, that great Australian icon, the Outback Steakhouse, um, uh, was advertising um, to their American uh, Facebook fans come for Australia Day, and they had the uh, British flag. Oh. Yeah, so that's that's how um, on on top of things, uh, the Blue Outback Steakhouse actually oh. is a, the Bloomin' Onion, along with that great not Australian icon, the Bloomin' Onion. Um, they don't even know what the Australian flag is. Wow. <laughs> we don't uh, we don't have a red card in this episode, um, so we'll give it honorarily to them. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can. Yeah, how about you, Justin? How are you? Any any uh, blooming onions? Any blooming uh, onions? <laughs> I celebrated a, a milestone birthday during the the two weeks I've had off. So oh, happy fiftieth! That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we went away for a few days. We managed to get away. Um, we did some fishing. We uh, caught a flathead, which I was quite happy about, um, and. Yeah, uh, my wife surprised me with her birthday. We're going away on a cruise for four nights. Huzzah! Uh, yeah, to um, Morton Island, just off uh, the coast of uh, Queensland. And uh, no kids. So oh, it'll nice. be uh, really good. Yeah, it's happening next month. So well, can't wait. Less than two weeks, actually. So it'll be really good. Good stuff. The notion that people could be given a cruise and consider it a happy surprise is foreign to me. But yay, I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've got. I have a, a really good friend actually who runs a like an online travel agency specifically booking cruises. And I see, you know, he po- he goes on lots of them, you know, free to uh, because he's an agent. And I see his person things, and it looks. You know, oh, like obviously lots of fun, but I don't know. It's just, it's not my. I haven't, I've never done it, so how can I judge? But, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> not judge, just know that I don't think I would like it. <laughs> so it's great, good that you do. You've been on them before, haven't you? Yeah, and going on another big one in September as well. So um, that's for 11, 11 nights. So yeah, wherever, uh, seeing the world. <laughs> That's awesome. I love the travel idea of it. It's the boat idea. 
Yeah, but mm. uh, you know that sort of passes uh, yeah. a couple of days into it. But yeah, I, I understand how it couldn't be for everyone. Yeah. The only thing that could make it worse for Scott is for him to be on, on the ship having a terrible time and then get swooped by seagulls making the you know the flapping. Bird. <laughs> That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. I love it. <laughs> All right. If that is the witty banter section of this uh, podcast over, we'll come back after the break with some articulated news. Well, it was definitely banter. I don't know if it was witty, but hey. <laughs> it's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armored transport from Kenner. Batteries not included. Action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT war. Its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move Adat's head and pretend to scan for rebels. Adat has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and Adat Driver and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sound. There's even a troop compartment. New Adat from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are definitely not a comprehensive toy news service, but there are just stories that relate to things we have interested in and caught our eye this week. So, Ben has our first piece of news, so over to you. Yeah, my first bit of news is a, um, well, you know, it's just a bit of a WTF, not, not sort of red card, WTF, just WTF, and it's from uh, a group called Big Shot Toy Works, uh, famous for... Um, uh, well, this, anyway. Um, and these guys have a Kickstarter up and going to produce uh, the Four Horses of the Apocalypse. That's Apocalypse, not Apocalypse. That's uh, apostrophe Apocalypse. Uh, collectible figures. Um, these guys have obviously decided to take the whole My Little Pony thing to extremes and produce uh, four, the Four Horsemen, basically, as um, My Little Pony-type characters. And you get... Um, choice of four obviously you get calamity who is uh, the interpretation of pestilence raven who is famine clash who is war and ghost who is death and um oh, i guess from a design point of view they look pretty darn freaky it's, yeah um, I, I like war actually i think war looks pretty cool with all these armor and you know the big crest on you know big spartan style helmet etc etc mm-hmm. um but anyway, um, he's very, very bizarre. And uh, yeah, the, um, some of the um, other options, like the you know the ones up at the top of their Kickstarter, are the color versions. But then there's a glow in the dark version, and then a spirit version, which is like a clear one. And those actually appeal to me more than the color versions. Because mm. um, I'm just not sold on, I guess, some of the color schemes, really. But um, if you're into uh, weird psycho evil skeleton horses, you're going to be in heaven. <laughs> I just love how um, pestilence or, or calamity actually has a removable gas mask. Well, that's uh, yeah, that is kind of cool. That's that's yeah. actually cool. And um, death actually has all these additional sort of wing like uh, um, 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 skeletal sort of wing things coming out of the back. I don't know. Look, it's a, it looks like a bit of fun, something different. Um, the glow-in-the-dark ones look fantastic. Like, they really glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, because, you know, that's what you want. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is the great thing about uh, crowdfunding, is that if you've got an idea and you can get enough people on board with it, then you can sell it. Yeah, um, right. You know, it's something that, you know, you could shop that stuff around to a toy company forever, 
Mm. Um, but if you don't have the resources to set up your own company, um, then, you know, obviously, um, back at your own risk, as we've talked about a lot with the crowdfunding stuff, you know, the, you, you have to assess your own opinion of likeliness of actually getting the stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, look, I think these are fun, something different. There's a whole bunch of stuff on Kickstarter. There's, I mean, in addition to the, um, the color ones, as Scott said, there's the glow in the dark. They've got, um, mugs, buttons, t-shirts, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, get on over to Kickstarter. Type in, uh, horses of the apocalypse, or I'm sure if you type horses, it'll probably come up. Uh-uh. So, but, uh, yeah, anyway, something cool. All right, moving on, and uh, something that ties into my little sort of breakdown at the beginning of the show, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle related. Um, a little while ago, we talked about how a company called Good Smile Company was producing a line of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle statues, and we saw Leonardo, um, and we now have a Michelangelo up for pre-order. And uh, these are pretty cool. These are based on the art of James Jean, and um, it's sort of a nice interpretation of the turtles. They certainly look a lot more sort of, you know, turtley than the movie ones. Um, what I really liked about this series was that um, the bases that they're standing on um, do actually interlock. So if you do go and pick up all four of these guys, you will actually be able to put them together in a nice little diorama. So they're not that big. They're only about um, ten and a half inches tall, and that includes a substantial base that looks like it's probably a good 40% of that height. Um, but it's only $129, and that'll be out in about March. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah, I like it. Well, yeah. Something different. I don't... Yeah, no, I was just going to say, there's a, like you guys said last week, there's a lot going on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can't mistake who it is, but you could have toned it down about 20% from my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait till you see the movie with all their additional crap all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, mind the scale. Like, you know, you're saying they're not very big. Like, there is. Um, being facing a uh, display space issue in my own collection because of my penchant for collecting big things, um, I'm starting to appreciate the value of smaller things. The that small yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and just price points too. Like it's a pretty reasonable price, and obviously the um, production quality is yet to be seen. Uh, but you know, if you were a fan of this but didn't have you know 400 bucks to pop on a bigger one, this could be your thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, I mean, that good smile company make an awful lot of stuff, so... Um, True. Sort of, yeah, yeah, there's an awful lot of licenses to their name. Yeah. Um, if I didn't already have the Sideshow ones, I'd be probably looking at these because I think they're quite good. So, anyway, um, moving on to something just hilariously cool, uh, we found out that Diamond Select are going to be bringing out SpongeBob SquarePants mini-mates. Um, <laughs> Which is quite um, quite interesting, given that the show's been finished for a while. There is a new movie on the way, but uh, this one just feels like it's uh, been a long time coming. Anyway, they've announced four two-packs uh, in the first wave, which is not unusual for Minimates. Um, you'll get, uh, in the first one, you get SpongeBob with Sandy, then the second one, Patrick with Squidward, Mr. Krabs with Perch Perkins, and then there is a rare case of, um, in sorry, one per case, there's a Grandpappy Red Beard. With an orange perch Perkins. I love it. They look yeah. fantastic. They do. They do. I, I would have, this is one license I wouldn't have thought would translate particularly well. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not convinced with Squidward. Like he's, his nose, you know, should be prominent. But anyway, mm. I think Patrick looks fantastic. He's got sort of that chubby body, which is, um, 
seems to work quite well with Mr. Krabs as well. But, um, yeah, Sandy's got her bowl, her clear sort of dome helmet thing going. So I actually think that's a lot of fun. I like them more than I like the cartoon. I love the cartoon. Gee, I, uh, I, it grates on me, unfortunately. No, you've got to, you've got to sit and watch a couple at a time. (laughs) That's what I really like. Yeah, I'm doing that with the tadpoles at the moment. So that's their their treat on a, a Saturday night, and um, we, I love the movie. The movie always gets a chuckle out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose my kids have never really been into it, so I've never been forced to get over the you know whatever. We watch um, we watch three three odd episodes on a on a Saturday evening when everyone's home. So oh wow, it's quite fun. I quite enjoy that. So I guess the best thing about SpongeBob is, you know, at heart he's a really good guy, and it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, very good. They look great. They do. Yeah. Um, speaking of little things, uh, turns out Lego has signed on with Warner Brothers to produce Scooby Doo Lego, and hey, you know, the Lego looks like Scooby Doo. <laughs> very Scooby Dooish. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Everything about it. Yeah, Shaggy doesn't seem to have his little uh, stubbly goatee type thing, but um, mm. it looks like our first set includes the Mystery Machine and you've got um, Scooby, Shaggy, Fred and a, well, a ghoul, mm. uh, a zombie-looking dude. Yep. Now, this will be interesting. I mean, it says that... Um, oh, no, sorry, there is actually going to be a number of sets. So there's also going to be the Mummy Museum Mystery, the Haunted Lighthouse, the Mystery Mansion... And they will range from US $15 to US $90, and they'll be coming our way in August of 2015. Wow. So, well, Scooby-Doo keeps on chugging along, doesn't it? Because um, does. Yeah. My kids love the new show. So. My, that's my, my son's favourite thing. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely loves it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing about the new cartoon is... Um, it, it occasionally pokes fun at itself. You know, yes. Sorry, it pokes fun at the original mm. series and things like that. So it's um, yeah, yeah, our, our kids quite enjoy it. So that's nice to see Lego still, um, you know, moving along with their licensed properties. Hopefully, it's a bit more successful for them than uh, the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, hmm. all right. And in my last piece of news, from uh, one extreme to the other. Um, that company called Hollywood Collectibles, who has um, produced a, a number of uh, film um, pieces in the, in the recent past, we've talked about uh, quite a few of their things. Um, they've announced a, well, it says a studio scale. And of course, studio scale, you know that famous scale, studio oh, scale. Yeah. Oh, good old studio yeah. scale. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's in studio scale. yeah, my grandmother was made in studio scale. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway, to cost the threepence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, these guys have announced from the Aliens film they are doing a power loader replica. Now, this is of course the uh, the big yellow forklifty thing that Ripley gets in to fight the Queen Alien. Spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> and um, old spoilers. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's on board the ship. Oh, oh, man. Damn it. <laughs> uh, look, this is uh, an extreme limited edition, 350 pieces worldwide. They have made, uh, it said, you know, they go on about how it's, you know, the most accurate representation, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I certainly can't argue. It, it looks uh, exquisite. Like uh, the detail is phenomenal. Um, to, to let you know about the scale, it's actually 33 inches tall and 25 inches wide. 
Wow. So, um, oh my gosh, know, 33 inches. I mean, we'd probably expect this thing to be, you know, good, you know, probably good two and a half meters tall. So. What I wonder about, about this, sorry, Justin, is, uh, is this something that you would want on its own without a Ripley figure or whatever? Like, I don't, I'm not kind of feeling it for the price as a one off piece. Yes, I must admit, I I did think the same thing, um, that it just seems, you know, if it had had Ripley actually in it, it would have been a lot more appealing. But then again, at $1,200 as eats, um, <laughs> it's probably out of my price range. Um, and, of course, the thing that uh, really turns me off is it's got this beautiful base with this horrible Aliens logo, mm. um, you know, it's like, I tell you what, if people have to come over and, you know, ask where it's from, I'll tell them myself. <laughs> That's the uh, collectible kiss of death for Ben. It is, it is. It is. How dare you patronise me? <laughs> I know what this property is. It's like you know me. <laughs> it's like you've mentioned it once or twice before. It pisses me off. <laughs> Never. I had no idea. Well, no, no, I, I think what frustrates me the most is when you're talking about collectibles, uh, in, I mean, obviously in, in cheaper things, no, but in some of the high-end pieces that Sideshow have done in the past, and obviously things like this, make the fucking thing removable. <laughs> I know. Give me the option yeah. of, of displaying it or not. Um, Do you it, wonder, it can't be that hard. I wonder if it's some sort of... Uh, I wonder if the licensor has a mm. say in that, like, you know, we want the name on there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, look, this is magnificent to look at. Uh, I think it's fantastic, and, and it's just a shame that it um, doesn't quite have that, that, I don't know, that thing to, to, to knock it out of the park. Yeah. But anyway, look, yeah. it does look fantastic, and uh, not for me. That's my news. Indeed. Not for Ben, so I'll stick to the original order and uh, <laughs> hand it over to you, Scott. <laughs> no worries. Um, I've got a mountain of DC Collectibles news. We talked last week about some customer stories about DC Collectibles trying to make right the quality control issues on the Batman animated uh, figures, and now they have come out with, I think, quite an open and honest statement about um, the issues that they have had there, and talked about what they're planning to do going forward, including uh, reviewing their quality control, extending their lead time to make sure they've got things right, and they're also going to be changing the uh, joints from uh, one material to another. Um, so, th- you know, that obviously the proof's in the pudding, but as we talked about last week, uh, it, you know, I think this sort of transparency um, is something that I always value. There's one thing that is the transparency of, you know, hey, this is what we're doing and this is what's coming up, etc., which may or may not come true, but then there is another that is when things don't go well, actually acknowledging it, and saying that you're going to do something about it, which is really the best that you can ask for from a company once things have gone wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, proofs in the pudding, but I really like this. Um, and particularly, you know, being a DC direct, uh, collector from way back in the days where there was zero communication about quality Mm -hmm. control and significant quality control issues in, well, even thing, you know, just like scale, et cetera, um, that were, uh, never addressed in the DC direct days under a previous regime. I like this kind of transparency. And if that, uh, and look, whether you like the era of stuff they're producing at the moment, quality control, just, 
aside wise, they're producing great figures at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so if they can get the QC right, then they're really, uh, on a good track. So that is exciting. Um, do you know, do you know what I actually learned from this? Mm-hmm. That after doing a weekly podcast for three years, I still don't know anything about toys. <laughs> I was reading this and going, oh, wow, this is amazing. Hey, hey. And I called my wife and I went, guess what? DC collectibles are moving from polycarbonate to polyoxymethylene. <laughs> that? that is phenomenal. But, but best of all, you know, they're, they're still going to use, you know, polyvinyl chloride for the larger joints. Yes. I have no idea what anything. Yeah, well, that, that's why I just <laughs> left all that out, right? <laughs> I just like, you know, there's so, stuff. Sorry for drawing attention to it. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're good. And, uh, I mean, like, if you're, if you're a science, um, geek, then I'm sure that was super exciting to you. What I read was, we're going to, um, stop using just the good stuff and we're going to use better stuff. <laughs> so I look forward to the better stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, along with that, they are changing the release dates and wave construction of Batman animated. So, uh, the waves, um, have changed and the timing has changed. Um, the new structure is going to, uh, be Robin Joker and Man Bat, um, in wave two, but now not till March. Um, Poison Ivy is going to uh, move back to a a later wave and so 3a which is now going to feature killer croc and the creeper um will come in may 2015 and then wave 3b will be poison ivy harley and the new adventures robin and that's going to be in june so um i'll take the delays and the change for better quality yay and i'm still you know excited about these what i i guess you know what what they may need to look at doing is look at how bad wave one really was and whether or not they need to do some um re-releases there because you know particularly because you know it was batman (laughs) so uh um yeah we'll see well i've actually held off on these i missed batman at my local comic shop it actually sold out and uh, my local comic shop owner is trying to get me a Batman, but uh, I kind of held off buying the others until I could definitely get Batman. So I'm kind of glad I did now. I own Batman. That's it for me, so far. Uh, well, I um, yeah, I, I I had pre-ordered these, and then when I heard about the quality stuff, cancelled them so that I could buy them in person. Um, and I'll keep doing that. And in fact, you know, I'm more and more just loath to pre-order anything because of QC stuff, and that's not just DC collectibles; that's right across the board. So, yeah. um, then getting on to uh, that big whack of announcements that they've made. Um, first of all, they did a sneak of a Firestorm statue, um, which would be really exciting if it wasn't part of the, the icons line, which I have to say is not really doing much for me. Um, they're just, I don't know. They're uninspiring poses. Yeah. I, I like, this is something I'd still consider because it's Firestorm and he's never had a Buster statue before. But, um, yeah, I, 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 the Aquaman icon statue is the only one that I have ordered so far. I don't don't have it yet. It's on the way. Um, I've seen the stuff in person and just not been wowed. Um, but you know, it's great that they're giving Firestorm some statue love. Can't complain about that. (laughs) Um, and then on to other announcements that they made. Um, first of all, they announced and, and, 
solicited uh, a Batwoman bombshell statue, which um, certainly hasn't had the same kind of lead up in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, promotion that some of the previous ones have. Um, but this is uh, one that's based on the design from the bombshell um, variant covers that DC did a little while ago, um, which is her in a, a bat, um, you know, bat, sorry, baseball, thank you, um, type uh, get up. Um, what do you think of it, Ben? I think this is one of the best statues that I've seen based on a character I have zero attachment to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I, I love the design. I think it's obviously really clever, you know, having her holding a baseball bat, etc. Um, and I think she's going to look great. My only criticism of it is that to me, one of the things I love about Batwoman is the, uh, the color scheme in that, you know, when she's drawn in the comics with very pale skin to contrast the um the the black and red of her outfit and hair and in fact if you look at the cover you've got that where the skin's quite pale etc and i feel like in the statue it being painted in normal flesh tone actually loses a little something Mm. um you know it looks more like someone dressed up as batwoman Mm. you know like so um and that's one of the things i loved about the batwoman cover girl statue was that they went very much with that sort of color scheme and pale skin etc so i mean i'll still i'll definitely get this i'm really enjoying the bombshells you know etc but that was just my one little hmm about it yeah Yeah. no no i i quite i think it's that's quite nice i like how the cowl is actually the the batter's helmet oh for sure yeah Yeah, for sure very well done she looks like she's actually got quite the cleavage too (laughs) well of course yeah what's the tim miller statue right so Mm. um i assume he's sculpting it he's done most of these um and then there was a a whack of DC collectible solicits. I don't think we can actually cover all uh, all of them, but ones that I think are worth talking about. Um, the Wonder Woman Art of War statue series continues and continues to confound. Mm. You know, I, I want to like this series so much, and I just don't. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Cliff Chang... Uh, one that has come out you know, recently. I'm really interested in that. Yeah, that looks fascinating. Nice. But there's a, you know, again, and I know I've said this before, but to me, the whole point of Batman Black and White and why I think it's done so well is that you're actually taking, uh, different representations of that character in the comics and uh, showing them in, you know, this forum. And we're getting a lot of stuff here that is just like, I've got no idea what the hell it is. Yeah, I think they're just handing it over to artists and saying, hey, you know, just draw your interpretation of Wonder Woman and we'll make a statue out of it. And so you, you don't have that affinity for a specific run or a look or, you know, I mean, you you see some of those Batman black and whites and you've just got a, a real affinity for the way, you know, say Kelly Jones drew Batman. Yeah, exactly. And, and probably part of the issue is, and this is the same with Superman as well, I don't know that either of those have the same level of iconic artists, you know, like in things that we go, oh, wow, that's a, a Batman is just that kind of character where everyone has their own take on him and you can you can look at one and go, wow, that's Jim Apero, that's Dick Sprang, etc. Yeah. Um, and so I realize it's different, but anyway, there is a Wonder Woman Art of War statue by Robert Valley that just looks like something out of <laughs> I can't even I can't even describe it. Somebody it's help me. It's very odd, isn't it? It's yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's weird. Um, on the positive side, the uh, bombshells Lois Lane um, that we had seen previously, which is her as the kind of newsboy 
a thing which again is just inspired. I think I love it. so so clever. Yeah. Um, has also uh, been solicited. Um, on the bust side, there is a new Catwoman bust um, sculpted by Joseph Minna um, that uh, I think looks great. Um, and I'll talk about. I'm reviewing uh, DC Collectibles bust a little bit later, and I have a love hate relationship with the bases of these. Um, but sculpt wise, I think it's beautiful. Um, if you love Catwoman, you're going to love that. Um, another thing I think that's worth mentioning as well is, uh, just on the prop replica side is that they're doing a Gotham city police badge. So if you've ever wanted to, uh, impersonate police, uh, you can now buy a badge from DC collectibles to do it. It's uh, pretty legit looking, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's what I did think, you know, that's, that's like a police badge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I'm not a prop replica person, but then I was thinking, Hmm, but I mean, seriously, you can go to the kids, toys crap aisle at reject shop and buy a police badge so you know whatever but anyway lots of decent collectible stuff um two last things for me uh diamond select is continuing their batman tv show bust series these are all being sculpted by gene st jean and mr freeze is the latest um so if you are a fan of that uh, um, property. These busts are really fun. I've seen a number of them in person. They're not in my wheelhouse, but I think that uh, Gene's doing a fantastic job sculpting them. Yeah, and uh, they're beautiful. So we've already, you know, they've already done Batman, Robin, Joker, uh, Riddler, Penguin. Um, So if you're a huge fan of this line, then I'd imagine this would be quite popular for you. And then also from Diamond Select, but on the Marvel side, um, they have solicited an Ant-Man, which is obviously a movie Ant-Man. Um, so, and he comes with a big Ant-Man, small Ant-Man, and some extra hands. Um, I don't mind it. Yeah, it's yeah. not my, it's not my Ant-Man, but there you it's go. It's not, but, you know, I, I think given the, the penchant for black leather that the X-Men went through, et cetera, et cetera, it could have been a whole lot worse. Oh, for sure. And the colors. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. The helmet looks fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the movie. You know, yeah. It, uh, you know, it's obviously it's had a, a mixed history in uh, its um, production, but I enjoyed the trailer, looking forward to it. Mm. And uh, if you're a fan of the um, Diamond Select scale and the movie figures, then you'll be happy about this. Yeah. And that is my news. So I'll start my news now. So the first bit of news I'm going to talk about is the 112 scale Judge Death action figure, which seems to be a happy coincidence, seeing as though <laughs> the, uh, the Judge Dread figure was uh, released by or pre-order from uh, Mezco this week as well. Um, having said that, Judge Death is spot on. I mean, he's gangly. He has a terrible face. <laughs> the sculpting is perfect. You know, the um, the arm guards, the, sorry, the, sh- the shoulder guards, the belt buckles, the, I mean, everything about it, the helmet is spot on. So um, in saying that, the, the figure is, um, well, 6.6 inches, so 16.8 centimetres tall, which is probably spot on when you can put him next to Judge Dredd in the, in the Mezco scale as well. Is he about uh, six and a half feet tall? Yeah, he, he is. So, tall. yeah, he, he, he's always depicted that way, you know, taller than, than uh, Judge Dredd. Um, yep. I just think this is quite odd that these guys are sort of tripping over each other. Yeah. Well, that's what you I was – That's yeah. You've got two companies now producing one twelfth scale, so six-inch scale mm. action figures of the same property, and this is that, that sort of um, – you know, they've, they've amped it up, so it's actually got, you know, um, real material 
Yes. Um, so that the, the mixed media, I guess. Mm. Um, so, you know, it looks like Death actually has like a cloth uniform and then there's all his uh, assorted accoutrements. So, yeah, you got two guys doing, you know, I mean, is, you know, is that a good thing? Does that mean that when, um, you know, Mezco get around to doing their Judge Death, you know, you can pick which one you want and, you know, when Mortis comes out, you can pick which one you want? Like, yeah. Actually, I suppose it just doubles your chances that they'll actually finish the <laughs> the rest of the dark judges. <laughs> One way or the other, yeah. You're going to yeah. get, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be terrible if they had the Angel family and you got Me Machine and, you know, one company <laughs> did a better Me Machine than the other. You wouldn't you wouldn't know which way to turn. But, I mean, price comparable as well. It's $54. Yeah, it I think the yeah. Mezco one was 65 ranging from 65 down, a few dollars less yeah. here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like it. I like it a lot, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that guy taught my year 11 physics class. <laughs> I was yeah. pretty sure he was my woodwork teacher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now he's got too many fingers to be a woodwork teacher. Hello. <laughs> uh, they're a special breed, aren't they, all the industrial uh, tech teachers? <laughs> yeah. When I, when I we was in junior high school, we had to choose, and we got to do like a session of woodwork and a session of home ec. And uh, all the woodwork teachers were missing at least three fingers. Mm. <laughs> Seriously. And so I was like, yeah, I don't think my odds are very good here. I'm going to go and learn how to make a, a sponge cake. <laughs> well, when, when the mics aren't hot, I can tell you a couple of stories about my uh, industrial tech teachers. But Ooh, uh, I'll, yep. I'll tell you yep. when we're not live on air. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my next bit of news is... It's pretty good news, actually. So Funko have uh, released pictures this week of the Big Trouble in Little China reaction figures. Um, so all the main players are there. We have, obviously, uh, Jack Burton. We also have uh, Gracie Law, uh, Low Pan, and the Elements as well. Uh, we have uh, Rain, Lightning, and Thunder, which if you didn't really know much about the movie, you'd be hard-pressed to pick one from the other. <laughs> um, but... As, as these figures go along, we said it before, the, the actual likeness to um, Kurt Russell is definitely not spot on, and I guess that adds <laughs> to the charm of these uh, of these figures. But, I mean, it, it's like, would you ever th- thought, you know, a couple of years ago we're going to get uh, figures from Big Trouble in Little China? I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good. So these guys are about uh, $10 from Big Bad Toy Store, and um, I think they're available for pre-order. So go and check them out. They're definitely fun. They are, but again, this is that. Yeah. I, you know, I mentioned this when we talked about the Pulp Fiction uh, figures. It comes on a fantastic card. Yeah, you know, these are gorgeous cards. With you know, mm-hmm. there's Jack Burton in his singlet, and um, you know, you've got that really nifty sort of reaction logo that looks like the old Kenner logo. Like this is a great looking card. I mean, uh, I don't think these are made to be removed. No, definitely. No. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. They're, yeah. they're, that artwork is incredible. That's um, a movie poster, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I back in the day, I reviewed my Rocketeer, and as soon as I opened it, I was sorry. Mm. Because really, the charm of it is not the toy, it's the whole thing. Yep. Definitely. Um, But, you know, when I I mentioned that in my review, and people really disagreed, some people really disagreed, and that's great. If some people actually like getting these out and playing with them, then awesome. Yeah, fair enough. So my next bit of news is from our good friends at Funko. So we have, uh, well, in the press reading, it says they've unleashed the avalanche of Avengers. So not only are we getting uh, pop vinyls, we're getting mystery minis, keychains, and exhorted extras. So directed to the page here in the uh, script, we're getting uh, mystery minis, it looks like, and 
it's it's pleasing to see that there's uh, four Iron Man released in these uh, mystery movies. <laughs> and there is a vision. All I so can I say, know. yeah. Yeah, the vision. Yeah. I don't know if that's a spoiler. If uh, that's what, what he's going to that freaky color. Yeah, like a negative, uh, like a. Film I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. No, no me either. Too purple. Oh, I'm sure they, they looked at it and just went, eh, the comic book one's fine, but we can make it better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he seems to be like that in everything because he's like that in the Mystery Mini, but he's also I like know. that in the Pop Final. He's this horrible kind of pink colour with this, mm. you know, grey enhancement with this yellow cape. Like, it's it's yeah. not working for me. No. If you just looked at that Mini, you would have no reason to believe that that was Vision. It wouldn't mm. have yeah, actually, now that you've said that, because like the, you know how he's always traditionally had the jewel on the top of his head, and yep. yeah, that's just yeah, he's not he's not working for me. Does not compute if it ain't broke. <laughs> mm. so Maybe it's like an early prototype version of Vision that appears in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Ultron's the same. Like Ultron, the Ultron yeah. pop doesn't really look like Ultron. He just kind of oh, he's got like a fat head. <laughs> <laughs> I do, um, oh. I do like the Iron Man one where he's actually got the repulsor blast holding him aloft. So, yeah. yeah, that is fun and that is quite a different mm. um, thing for Funko. It's almost got a base, hasn't it? Like, it is, yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, the next bit of news is Avengers Age of Ultron 1-6 Captain America collectible figure from Hot Toys. Hooray. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the costume detail, they've... They've done it again, and they've had a bit of a rejigger around with the uh, emblem and the um, the suit itself. Uh, ben, being a resident Captain America fan, what do you think about the costume detail itself? Oh, I I I, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, to be honest, they all start to blend together a bit. And yeah. Then when I see the one from the the first Avengers film, I sort of go, "Oh, that's a lot less busy than this one." But then this one seems to have the more predominant um, red and white sort of stripes across his abdomen. Um, yep. I mean, look, you know, for a while there, uh, I, you know, I'd have a bit of a rant and a rave every time they'd make their changes. But Never. Um, well, you know, it's, it's frustrating when, you know, a character had a specific look for so long, yet they haven't managed to come close to, to adopting that. But then... You know, when you see these characters, the whole idea is to, to, to build that rich history, but when you change their look constantly, but, you know, it's money is uh, what it's all about, and if they don't change the look, then it makes it really hard to merchandise. So, um, you know, every outing we get of these characters means a new costume. So, yep. you know, it's yep. either put up or shut up. So. Great. Um, the, the maskless head sculpt is one of the better Chris Evans lightnesses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the shield seems, you know, quite normal too. Yeah, right? yeah. So well, look, this, I, yeah. I, I actually do like this. I, I, I don't think I'd actually buy it and add it to my collection, but as a Captain America figure, it's it's not bad. Mm. It's interesting that they in the you know a mountain of pics, there's one where they show the helmet separate, and I wonder is that actually one that can be applied to a head sculpt, or is it just a separate? Prop piece because there's a there's one where he's unmasked and he's holding it so I, pro- I kind of think probably you can't mm. put it on that unmasked head it's just a prop but that's he's, still kind of cool his, yeah. his coiffed hair is um is, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. quite poofed and I don't yeah. know that you'd get it over the top of the well poof. although knowing Hot Toys I wouldn't put it past them to have removable hair you know yeah. like oh, Hulk has removable hair 
At this stage, there's not that much information. We really just have pre-order at this stage, so no price from this information here. So who knows? Maybe. You Hmm. never know. Yeah, maybe. Sweet. Sweet. Okay, the next bit of news is quite cool, if not expensive. So it's uh, (laughs) from Mondo. Uh, it's the Iron Giant figure. So the pre-order begins today, which was uh, January the 22nd when this news came out. So uh, it says here in the pre- in the uh, in the press release, I guess you call it, that Brad Bird's had a look at it and he's quite happy. He was the director of the actual movie in the back in what 98, 99. Yeah. Um, so this guy, yeah, is um, going to set you back three hundred dollars. Um, there is also a limited edition. Uh, it's called a hand underfoot accessory, which would be sold for three hundred and fifteen. So it is a quite good look. How tall is it? Uh, I'm having trouble seeing how tall it is. That's what I'm trying not. to find out now as they scroll down as well. So I'm not too sure. Um, but uh, look, three hundred bucks is quite expensive, <laughs> as we as we could probably agree. Well, that's about. what I'm trying I to. Know. I'd like to know. Smaller. Yeah. yeah. So well, we should be grateful that it doesn't just say something like, you know, one, you know, 115th scale because, you know, we don't know how big an Iron Giant is. Yeah, it's Iron Giant scale. It's studio scale. <laughs> um, I'm just having a look on their, uh, the Mondo Toys website and it doesn't seem to say on the website either. No, That's a kind of important bit of information, guys. Yeah, sure. It's yeah, uh, expected well, to ship right. in the third quarter of this year, but um, yeah, there is nothing here. So I don't know. Mondo, get your act together. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can't find it. But uh, the accessories are pretty good. I forget the character's the little kid's name, but it uh, comes with a little. Do you remember his name? Hogarth. Hogarth, Hogarth that's it. Minifigure um, that gets in his hand. Uh, he comes with another. Uh, Angry sort of blank face as well, and the and the fresh seafood sign as well. So, I Hasn't mean, this it's, one been in production for like yeah ever. We've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. Hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, um, if you follow a billion links, I can't even, couldn't even tell you how to get there. Mm. <laughs> There's a link to a blog, um, bit uh, post that has actually got pictures of him. With Brad Bird, so there's no exact scale, but if you look at those photos, you should be able to get some sort of idea. But yeah, it probably uh, Mondo a little um just you know selling things tip. Uh, your sales might improve if you provide that information. <laughs> Definitely, and if you could work out something cheaper, maybe a rotocast or something like that. Yeah, I'll buy one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that wraps up the articulated news. We'll be right back with the next installment of the AFP podcast game. Name that. Hey guys, John here, and you know me as Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com. Last time we heard this sound. And as you may have guessed, that was something I was holding in my hand, and um, even though Grey Matter Splat on Twitter thought he knew what it was, um, from the forum, 
Fish Milkshake actually picked this out. He didn't post his guest. He actually asked me offline, but um, he'll get a point in the forum anyway because he knew that was a Doctor Who Sonic screwdriver. So congrats, buddy. Um, anyway, we're here to play sounds, so we will listen to a new sound right here. This evil empire is on the rise. Equipped with the latest technology, they're and hunts from the air. And there's only one team that can stop them. And one more time. This evil empire is on the rise. Equipped with the latest technology, they're and hunts from the air. And there's only one team that can stop them. You think you got what it takes to identify that sound? Well, if you do, come on over to afbforum.com. That's afbforum.com and make a guess in the thread. If you get it right, you get points. You get enough points, then um, you can get uh, Ben's autograph. And, you know, who wouldn't want that? So if you'd rather play a picture version, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play that. It's like this, but with pictures. Sort of. Kind of. Anyway, peace out. is Tobor. Tobor, the telesonic robot. Batteries not included. He's under your control. With a click from the telesonic commander. To circle. To proceed forward. To circle. Or to pick up the support module and return. All on your command. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor, the telesonic robot from Shopper. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might not be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. This week, Ben has our first Toy of the Week, so over to you, Ben. Well, thank you, sir. And I am revisiting the Funko Legacy Magic the Gathering Wave 1 uh, releases, and uh, I've talked in the past about uh, Chandra Nalar, who I um, was quite happy with. Uh, I talked about Ajani Goldmane, who is just a travesty of plastic, <laughs> and uh, this week I'm actually looking at Liliana Vess. Now, Liliana Vess is another one of these planeswalker-type people. She's a female human sort of necromancer-type chick, and... Uh, I was originally going to review her first, but I thought I'd sort of wait and see what happens. So, anyway, look, um, these came out in 2014. Uh, there was a, a wave of six figures. She is figure number five. Um, I picked her up uh, late last year. Um, these are uh, a six-inch scale action figure. This is, of course, um, from Funko's sort of legacy line where they're um, making six-inch figures such as uh, Game of Thrones, etc. So, um, look, this is uh, the same as I've mentioned this a few times now, standard sort of window box packaging, uh, very similar to the Game of Thrones and also the Star Wars Black. Um, of the three, I actually think the Magic the Gathering has the nicest packaging. Um, obviously, you've got the Magic the Gathering logo and uh, the, the title of the figure, um, but you've actually got some nice graphics on there as well, and I think the, the colours work quite well because there's some sort of silver foil used, so... A um, bit of a boring interior tray with a, a white background and the white box means um, that, you know, the figure can look a bit lonely in there. Um, she's uh, doesn't 
she's not a particularly big person, so she doesn't take up a, a lot of the packaging like uh, Ajani does. So, moving on, uh, I said she was uh, a six-inch scale action figure, and she's pretty much six-inch. In fact, um, she's just over six inches, probably around six and a quarter inches, which is actually quite large. I, I didn't realise until I was sort of... Um, uh, I, I put her down near a, a DC Universe Classics figure, and she's probably as tall as one of the DC Universe Classics male figures. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and um, one of the things, and I, I might as well just mention it now, um, she doesn't actually have high heels. She has boots, but they're not sort of the traditional high heels that a lot of female figures are sculpted with. So um, I, I don't think it uh, it doesn't attract in any way, shape, or form. I think the figure, um, you know, she holds her own in terms of the other Magic the Gathering figures because some of them are actually quite large. Um, so the, the packaging, you know, as I mentioned, you know, you've heard it all before. It's fairly collector friendly. Um, she actually comes out of the tray quite well. Uh, and, and I guess, you know, I haven't actually tried to get her back in, but, um, you know, I don't think there'd be that much of a hassle. So yeah, look, I, I would say that that's actually, um, uh, collector friendly. Now, in terms of sculpt, um, she's quite the star of uh, the line. Uh, Liliana Vess, as I said, is a, a human female. She's got black hair, but um, like most of the magic figures, these are actually based on properties that have been around for quite some time. So if you do a, a Google search, you'll, you'll get a lot of um, not just uh, production art, but actually fan art as well. So she's been rendered, you know, in, in all manner of um, artistic ways. And um, she's often shown as being quite aggressive. So she's obvious, uh, she's often got sort of that, that sort of sneer on her face and her eyes are actually glowing. Um, they've actually chosen to sculpt her with a fairly neutral uh, expression on her face. And I actually think it works quite well because they've done such a fantastic job. Um, she's actually quite pretty to, to look at. Uh, she's got sort of long black hair that, that goes quite a, a distance down her back. It's, um, it's actually made out of rubber. Um, and, and so, you know, I think they've actually done a really good job. We've mentioned before that um, these are powered by Gentle Giant. So some of the Gentle Giant has actually sculpted Liliana and done a, a really, really good job in terms of the face and the hair, etc., so a bit of a sort of wild and crazy hair going on, but it's quite um, quite good. Uh, in terms of the actual female buck, this is actually a really nice buck, and, and customizers would be um, uh, quite interested in this one if she didn't have so many additional adornments. Um, in terms of costuming, she's got a pretty wacky sort of thing going on. She's got a, a sort of a halter top uh, going, and then she's actually got quite um, tall boots, and they're sort of hidden somewhat by a, a skirt. Now, I mentioned with Ajani how he had a, a lot of rubber parts, and Liliana um, is no exception. The skirt uh, on her, um, the way it's attached, it's uh, attached with rubber, um, yeah, bits, I guess. So uh, a lot of the extra pieces on her um are made from rubber and instead of sort of hard plastic. And so I'm a little bit concerned, particularly where some of the strappy bits that, that come off of her and attach to her wrists um, are, are very, very thin where they attach and, and you certainly wouldn't want to sort of pull on them too many times. Um, it, it certainly does look good. Um, it, it's actually quite effective. The the skirt is actually well done. There's some additional sort of adornments down the bottom um, and things like her, um, her headdress that she's wearing, her gold headdress is... Uh, is nicely sculpted. There's actually some additional detail on elements like um, her boots. They're not just uh, um, sort of flat. They've actually got these nice greaves in them. Uh, her top actually has some additional 
and I don't know, some sort of adornment. So, so overall, I actually think this is a, a real winner in terms of um, sculpture. They've done a, a really, really good job to, to make her look like a, you know, I guess a, a hot, sexy sorceress chick, really. So uh, I don't really have any any complaints there. Um, I think they've probably executed about as well as they can based on the source material. Um, in, in terms of paint, this is where Funko has let things down repeatedly with their, their lack of additional um, paint apps. They seem to go very much for the basics. But um, she's cast in flesh-coloured plastic, and sometimes that's um, a bit hit and miss, but this uh, this actually works quite well with her. So there's no colour there. Um, she has grey shoes, I guess you would say, that, that come out under the bottom of the armour. Her top and her uh, boots are actually made from, um, uh, sorry, are actually a, a really metallic-y kind of purple, which contrasts nicely with the, the rubber bits, which are a sort of a matte, darker purple. So she's got a lot of purple happening here. Um, they work quite well. But um, as I mentioned, there's really not a lot of uh, additional paint apps here. It's nothing to really sort of bring out the highlights. Her shoulder well, whatever that is, some sort of a scarf type thing. Um, it has some, you know, gold touches to it and her top has sort of a, a, a lighter pinkish colour sort of bringing it out. But um, not not a whole lot going on. But I, I think it works quite well for this figure. I don't know that she actually needs that much because where things really work for her is her entire body is actually covered in tattoos. And uh, if you look at some of the material online, the tattoos just seem to be based solely on what the artist chooses to do at the time. They, they don't seem to have a really sort of uniform feel. Um, so however these tattoos have been applied to her body, they're definitely not painted on. They're, they're either stencils or um, some kind of a transfer. In fact, you know, sometimes when you run your fingernail over them, you can almost feel a groove um, as if they've actually been sculpted into her and then... Um, and then really subtly painted in. Uh, but it's actually worked really well. They're really, really nicely applied. There isn't any slop with them, and they're incredibly fine the way they've been done. So I actually think they work really, really well. They've done quite a, a good job getting those. Um, you know, because I don't have any real affinity for the character, you know, because uh, I'm you know, not a fan of the game or anything like that. Um, I don't have any sort of complaints with the designs that they've chosen. Look, in terms of articulation, this is pretty standard. Um, you've got a ball-jointed head, but because she's got such a, a crop of hair and it's sculpted in a way that it sort of drapes over her shoulders, it actually fits quite snugly with her shoulders. So you can actually tilt her head forwards and then backwards back into place. But um, in terms of like left and right, there's almost no movement whatsoever. However, you get a little bit of movement because of the rubber hair, but really it's quite restrictive, which is uh, really unfortunate because you'd pretty much leave her hair just in the one position. Um, she's actually got a really subtle, well, what we would normally call an ab joint um, just under her bustier, uh, and it's really well hidden. Um, she does get a pretty good range of movement, um, and the good thing is when you do actually move her, it actually doesn't ruin the aesthetic. It's quite well done. Um, all the rest is fairly usual. She's got single uh, hinged elbows. She's got the pin and disc wrists, um, double jointed knees. Um, I actually noticed that the knee joint well, both knee joints on mine are, are very loose, so, you know, they're obviously not made from poxy oxy moxy molefaldine <laughs> or whatever DC collectibles use. Um, Sorry, science nerds everywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, look, yeah, the usual stuff is there. She's got um, 
She's got ankle rockers or the Vonna ankles, which is actually quite nice. Um, the nature of her boots means you don't get a huge amount of movement, but enough to actually get her to stand flat, which she does. Um, she's got thigh swivels and they're very, very high up and they're sort of nicely hidden. There's a little bit of um, restriction in the movement of the left leg because of the way her, um, her skirt hangs down. But that's just the nature of the design. I don't think there's anything they could have done with that. So all up, there's actually pretty good articulation. I think you can get her into some pretty cool casting poses and, and making her look uh, all um, necromancery. Um, so, that yeah, the, the, the posability is actually quite good. In terms of accessories, I think this is where Funko let themselves down a little bit. You know, a, a lot of figures these days are coming with some cool stuff. And, you know, you're talking about a necromancy here. So I think... You know, any number of um, additions could have been a, a really nice way to, to top off the figures, such as either a, a fire effect, a flame effect. Um, she could have been holding some sort of crystal ball type thing. You know, there's any kind of sort of you know, magical doodads that would actually enhance the figure. Um, the hands are actually sculpted in a way that if you sort of tip them up so that they're facing palm up, you could easily put something in there from uh, stolen from another one of your action figures. So that's always an option. Um, but yeah, just a shame that, you know, some of the Game of Thrones figures come with uh, you know, a, a number of swords and, you know, the Hound has the removable helmet, etc. It's just a bit of a, a shame that, you know, the $20 price point, you're not getting that little bit extra. But um, look all up, I actually think uh, I like her uh, a lot more than Chandra. Um, I, in terms of a dolly rating, I think I'm probably going to go a, a solid, maybe eight and a half on this one. I'll, mm. I'll take um, I'll take a, a one and a half points off for the lack of um, accessories, but also those knee joints are, are horribly wobbly, um, and I think they could have done something a little bit more with that neck articulation. But um, but other than that, uh, my other complaints of paint and, and things like that don't hold up with this figure. They've done a pretty good job, and, and I hope this is um, the future of what Funko is going to be doing. Well, it's a bit more promising. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. From a uh, customizer's point of view, it looks like a uh, good base for a DC uh, gypsy or a uh, oh yeah Scarlet mm. Witch in her gypsy uh, outfall. Yeah, no, she's a she's a good looking figure. Yeah, so yeah, eight and a half out of ten. Cool. Very good. All right. Well, that wraps up our first toy of the week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Big Jim's World of Adventure, starring Big Josh with Talking Cat Pack. You unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says, Bring the boat and fishing gear. And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, Let's find some firewood. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim sports camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. We're all here because we collect, so feeding the addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. So, Scott, I'm going to ask you, what have you fed for your addiction this week? <laughs> um, well, I was over in Adam's uh, fair city of Adelaide and, in fact, um, had dinner with Adam and the lovely Mrs. Adam and a uh, lovely, lovely time. And I finally managed to get the Walking Dead Carol action figure. Um, this is, if you have Thank a look, goodness. hey, don't knock her. She's awesome. Um, so I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I found the Carol, uh, pops and I got the blood stained variant one and the, uh, but the figures were already gone. And that has been the case pretty much everywhere I've been. Because if you look at the case breakdown, there's 12 figures in the case and only one Carol. 
And mm-hmm. so I've been to, I can't tell you how many shops were like, oh, yeah, we had three cases and all the carols are gone. Yeah. Um, so, and she's already sold out on Big Bad Toy Store, uh, etc. So I think she's going to end up being quite a hard figure to find because of that short packing. Um, and they may have underestimated, you know, her popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, so I was at the fantastic Adelaide Comic Center and, uh, they had, they were like literally opening two cases as I was there and I was like, I'll have both those carols. Thank you. <laughs> because I wanted to, you know, I, I know what those figures are like with paint quality and I just wanted them both in my hand, even if I ended up choosing only to get one <laughs> to get a good one. Uh, but I got, I decided because I don't really collect this line. So I thought I'll want to open it and review it, but then ultimately I'd like to have one just in the package. Um, so, and they were, they're not expensive. So, uh, got both and one's perfect paint wise. And one has got a tiny little, well, I haven't opened it yet, but one looks like it's just got a tiny little blotch, but, um, you know, they, they've definitely really lifted their game with those figures. Um, it's just a shame that, uh, that I, I really would love them to come back and do some of the earlier characters in that same yeah. packaging and, um, more articulation. Yeah, there is a new Rick in this line. Um, but, you know, the kind of Sheriff Rick, um, early Daryl, Shane, etc. They never did Laurie or Dale. Um, so, but anyway, good, great fun. Love the actress, love the character. And now I've got the toy. Yay. Right. Uh, but I would, if you, if you think that you want that, then you really need to try and find it now because I have a feeling it's going to be hard to find. Um, and then also at Adelaide Comic Center, I got my toy of the week, which is the Deathstroke bus, which I'll talk about in a moment. And they were having a birthday sale. And so I got it all on a 20% discount. Yay. (laughs) I know it's really weird. Like I, I actually get there more than I get to my local comic (laughs) shop just because of travel. And also like when I'm, uh, like I don't, I don't work in the city in Melbourne, and so it's actually an excursion to get to All Star Comics. Whereas when I'm in Adelaide, I'm staying in the city, and it's right near where I stay. And um, you know, they've they've got great, got great people there. There, uh, if you are anywhere near Adelaide, definitely should go in and stop and say good day. Cool. All right, Ben, what did you pick up this week, mate? What did I guess? I picked up. The, I I can't keep track of the Star Wars Black Waves. Mm. Like, uh, when they re- I don't think they can either. No, no, no. It, it doesn't. It's certainly not very uh, collector-friendly wave naming. No, and oh. so I, I picked up the latest wave, which has uh, Yoda, the Tie Pilot, and the Clone Trooper Sergeant. And I said to my guests, like this, this one has young Obi Wan, like young bearded Obi Wan in it, and we've already had that figure, haven't we? And Mike was like, yeah, yeah, we have. But for some reason, you know, the previous one was figure 10 and this one's figure eight. <laughs> in, in blue writing instead of orange writing. So they've even gone, uh, you know, whatever it was, they've gone backwards in numbering. But mm. anyway, so um, whatever way this is, uh, I've actually got the three and uh, I shall reserve my judgment until Mr. Scotty has his and we can dissect them yeah. at the same time. Mine are cool. in the process of being sent from the fantastic Mike S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read good reviews about Yoda. Too. No. Well, I've actually read a couple of comments of people saying looked at it in the shop and left it. So that's oh. that's a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Right. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, I picked up something I'm calling the not quite Kota Bikia Superman for Tomorrow uh. statue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he was from a place where they do things that aren't entirely kosher some of the time. Not and it e- was picked up from eBay. But to tell you the truth, I thought I was getting a deal. But uh, I further investigation that the, the, the cape is a different shape and a different material than you'd expect from Kota Bikia. So, uh, yeah, but still, uh, that's the only thing I could fault about it. It's uh, quite good looking, so I'll, I'll quickly hurry on to the next <laughs> bit. So I also picked up uh, uh, the Action Figure Blues podcast does not endorse uh, plagiarism, uh, um, copying, uh, or the purchasing thereof. Okay, go on. It was, yeah. it was an accident. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I picked up. So this is it's not DC Universe, but it was the Public Enemies line of DC. Oh yes, Universe. Yep. Yes, the Silver Banshee. Yep. I needed, and I also got the um, DC Universe Apache Chief. So oh, very good. Just about completed the whole of the uh, DC Universe classic figures now. So oh. sweet. Yeah. Nice. That's about it. Um, I picked up lots more for my birthday, but I want to keep some stuff for the. Uh, Upcoming shows. Beautiful. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. I think that's about it. I think Another so. We can put to bed. So we'll uh, come back after the break with our second toy of the week. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. I thought Daniel wouldn't fight. He's got no choice. Just him. You must fight to the finish. Fight. Remember, Daniel, son. True strength come from heart. He's going to do it. Discover the secrets of karate with Karate Kid Dry Action Figures. Concentrate, Daniel, son. They chop, twist, and kick. Karate Kid Dry Action Figures are each sold separately. And for more action, look for the Karate Kid Competition Center from Remco. Well, now it's time for our second toy of the week. And uh, this is Justin's. And Justin, I feel like we're having a uh, an influence on your purchasing habits. Um uh. <laughs> Maybe just a little. <laughs> Justin was always the I don't buy anything expensive person, and this isn't, <laughs> you know, this isn't super expensive, but it's more expensive than your normal thing. So over to you. Tell us all about it. And just with that, I didn't purchase it, so it was uh, a <laughs> uh, Okay, so your <laughs> friends are getting more expensive. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So I am going to talk about the Kota Bikia. Artifacts, a Boba Fett Cloud City version, and this is the one-tenth scale pre-painted model kit. So, uh-huh. as I just mentioned, it's from Kotobukiya, and it's Artifacts. Year of release is 2011. Uh, I received it, like I said, just for Christmas. Uh, a few, I, I think I've talked about in the, in the past podcast how lucky I was this year and the gifts I received. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, here's a pre-painted model kit. And the, the, this is my first Kota Bikia piece. So I was uh, quite happy to open it and put the puzzle together. So it's a, it's a bit jarring to sort of look at it and go, oh, okay, arms, heads, and uh, torso pieces have to be put together. Um, and, it, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. There's peg holes, you click it in, and that's it. There's uh, not much to it really. Uh, now the price, um, I didn't really want to do too much investigation to the price because like i said it was a gift and i can tell you that the the range online now it ranges from about forty dollars to about seventy dollars depending on where you look so you know it's a fairly decent price uh, yeah. but uh it's a very decent figure as well mm. <laughs> so the packaging comes in a beautiful black box uh 
uh, no mistaking what's inside. It's uh, they put together Bobber on the front. Uh, the Star Wars logo is at the front. Um, at the back, there's a bit of a rundown about the company and also a brief sort of overview of the character of Boba Fett. So that is all good. There's some um, pictures in various uh, camera angles, so it shows you the front, side, and rear of Boba Fett as well. Now, as for the packaging itself, it's sort of it is collector friendly. It comes in this plastic tray. And like I mentioned before, all the pieces are sort of in their own little bedding. And so you take them out and you can put together Boba Fett uh, the way you please. Um, now, having said that, it could be quite easy to lose pieces. So when you open it, uh, you just have to be a little bit careful. Now that goes on to the sculpt. Now the sculpting is um, unbelievably good. I mean, there's... There's no parts of Boba Fett that have been missed from his toes. We have the, the spiked little parts on the front of his um, shoes uh, all the way up to his uh, gauntlets with the little uh, laser uh, pistols and the bits and pieces pouches. He's got the belt buckles at the rear. Uh, you know, there's no reason to put those belt buckles in, but for the holsters and the rest of it, all the detail is quite intricate and it's, it's quite nice looking. Um, over his helmet, it's been quite um, well painted and also the markings there's bullet holes here and there in his vest in his uh sorry the vest piece um, the pistol is well well crafted the like I mentioned the helmet spot on it's been weathered in a way so you can tell that Boba Fett's seen some action in his uh, in his career um, now going along that lines as well it comes to the paint apps so the paint once again, is just absolutely spot on. It's grey where it should be grey and green where it should be uh, green. There's the the knee pads, which are that yellow, and the, the sort of shoulder pads with the with the insignia. insignia, insignia. <laughs> uh, there's also all the lines, all the tech stuff. It's, it's really spot on. The folds in the pants at this size, it mm. is uh, quite surprising the, the intricate detail that's gone into the sculpting. I mean, it's... It's, uh, I don't think it's made by humans. It's that good. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, now if I went to articulation, it's a bit of a tricky thing. There's only really one point of articulation, the head. So the head can move from side to side. I guess the neck as well. And there's also the visor part that sort of pops down for a sight that he, he gets the, um, the spot on side as well. Um, so basically two points of articulation, I guess, would be the, would be the uh, answer to that. The neck and the uh, the head are the only real bits you can move around. Now, I guess for accessories, he comes with two uh, sets of arms. So he can be in a sort of um, the way you can arrange the arms. He can, his pistol, his uh, sorry rifle, can point down as sort of like a ready for action sort of pose, and the other one is the the uh, rifle pointed straight ahead, ready to ready to fire. Um, he also comes with uh, Wookiee braids, which are a separate part, which uh, sling over the shoulder once you put the um, arm piece on. Um, he also comes with a base, so it's a black square base, and people familiar with uh, Kota Bikia, there's there's magnets in the feet. So once he's on that base, he's pretty pretty solid. He can't be he can't be uh, moved. He's um, he's on there now, and he's on the shelf with no sort of uh, fear that he'll fall over. Um, now, this is the hard point for me because it comes to uh, the dolly rating. <laughs> oh, boy. 
And if I mean, what what can I, I have to be fair when when it's when it's due? And I can't really fault anything. Uh oh, oh no so way! Oh, let's stop now. It's going to get ten out of ten. <gasps> Dun, so, dun, dun. Like I said before, uh, when I was on about the Christmas spectacular, that it's awakened <laughs> something in me, and I will be uh, backtracking to collect this this line definitely. Um, I, I may I, give up Black Series because this they're just that good. Well, they're really, really good uh, purchases, and I can't fault them. <laughs> like I said, ten out of ten. I, I just felt a negative reality inversion. <laughs> <laughs> About a, a movable force. <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's yeah, good. Like it's so, it's fair. Yeah. Excellent. Since then, I've I, well, I've also picked up the um the royal guards as well. So the uh, the red cloth dudes. Oh, I love them. To me, yeah, love so them. Next purchase will probably be um some stormtroopers. Nice. Yeah. So that's it. What can I say? Very good, man. No, that's good. I mean, it's um. So one, one question. I'm sorry if I missed this at the beginning. Yeah. But you know, it says model kit. So did it come in more than one piece? Yes. So it's up to you which arms you want to put on. Oh, okay. Sort of static pose or the pointed uh, rifle pose, and that's that's the part where the model kit comes in. He is in. You have to put the head to the torso and the arms as well. But from the neck down to the feet down, it's one solid piece. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so that wraps up my Toy of the Week. When we come back, we'll be having the third and final Toy of the Week. We'll save the best for last, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife... Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. Okay, now it's over to Scott for our third and final toy of the week. Thank you, Justin. I mentioned in Feeding the Addiction that I picked up the DC Collectibles Deathstroke bust. So uh, this is a 2015 release and acquisition. Um, DC Collectibles, uh, DC Direct in its previous iteration had quite a history of doing busts and they had different lines of busts, you know, women of the DC universe uh, based on different artists, um, heroes of the DC universe. Um, I've had quite a a few of them over the years. And uh, since they moved to DC Collectibles and since the New 52 came into effect, um, they've had a more streamlined approach to busts of basically, you know, heroes and supervillains. Um, and one of the differences which I've um, taken a while to kind of get used to with the busts is that whereas their previous lines of busts had character-specific bases, um, presently all of the busts that they are putting out have a uh, a base similar idea and then you know modified a bit for the character which kind of is like a pull pull tab ring almost uh, with a a, a hollow um bottom and uh a, a bit of a, a stand and uh, i i haven't i'm not i'm not sold necessarily on how the figures look coming out of them. I know the whole idea of a bust is weird to begin with. It's not a full figure. It's a 
it's a cross section, um, but the it really doesn't leave the sculpture much room to try and make it look a bit more organic. It really looks like, hey, somebody chopped up this guy at the waist and stuck him on a stand. Um, so, uh, you know, having said that, what they have done, which has been quite fun, is they have done a few characters that haven't been um, sculpted before. You know, they've done Booster Gold. Um, you know, they did the new version of Batgirl, you know, first, you know, etc. And so I've just picked up a few of certainly no repeat characters or etc. Um, but Deathstroke is getting his first, um, uh, version of Statue or Bust from DC Collectibles. And, uh, you know, he's not certainly not one of my top 10 favorite characters, but he's been around for quite some time. And I've been, a um, enjoyed some of the storylines that he's been in. Um, and this is also sculpted by friend of the show, Joe Mena, um, who, hi Joe, um, who we did a, a great interview with a while ago and who remains active with us on social media, etc. And, uh, so we and I had the opportunity to pick this up, see it in person, see that the paint apps were, um, good. I thought I'd have a go. So without, uh, the, gun in his left-hand hand. Uh, this is probably uh, just under six inches tall. The gun puts it up to, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm not precise here, but maybe around nine and a half. Um, the, uh, the sculpting on this really is beautiful. You know, there's so much detail. Now, all of these uh, New 52 busts say designed by Jim Lee, sculpted by blah. And, uh, you know, of course, Jim Lee apparently did all of the new 52 designs, etc., um, And that's obviously a selling point to people. I've never quite gotten my head around why not, 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 no disrespect to his art, but just the whole, you know, the kind of why Jim Lee is a selling point, but there you go. He is. Um, but the, 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 the detail uh, of this sculpt, both in terms of Deathstroke's outfit and the weapons, is really phenomenal. Um, and one of the things that's interesting to know is Joe Mena is, of course, a digital sculptor. Um, I was actually having a chat with one of the guys from Adelaide Comic Center about, you know, digital sculpts and... Uh, he was kind of of the opinion that, uh, you know, they wouldn't be as detailed, etc. And then when I kind of looked at this and I was like, you know, that this guy is a digital sculpt. He just couldn't believe it. Mm. Um, you know, it was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. It's insane. Um, the Deathstroke, of course, New 52 looks a, a little bit different from previous, but hasn't come off as badly as some of the other, uh, designs. He's got kind of the whole extra armor thing happening, but he's still got the kind of armor plating that he used to and the, you know, the two-tone mask, etc. So it's a pretty good, um, you know, uh, version in, in, in my view. Um, the paint on this is really fantastic. And one of the things that they've done as well, um, particularly on uh, the black elements, so the black half of his mask, the weapons, etc., is that there's a little bit of weathering. And so it's got that kind of, you know, been bashed around a bit feel. And then really nice touch on uh, the his armor, so the orange bit of his armor on the back with the, the shoulder plates, etc., is that there's a bit of wearing on that too, so it almost looks like paint kind of 
rubbed off a bit and metal showing underneath. So I don't know if they've done that through a wash, etc. but it really is very effective and adds, um, you know, some nice detail. No accessories, obviously, being a, a statue, but he does have um, a, a really large gun and then a really scary knife uh, as well, um, which are both really nicely done. Um, I, I guess if we come back to the, the base... And up on Facebook, on our Facebook page, I've done a little photo album of this. And if you look at the, the turnarounds, um, of him, so you kind of look from different angles, I think, you know, that's where the base idea is growing on me now that I've got a few and they each have, of course, like a little character emblem on the front and they do have some personalizing in terms of color and sculpt. So I'm not as opposed to them as I initially was. Um, but when you kind of look at this guy from different angles, I think that you can see some of the limitation of that base because from certain angles, the pose doesn't look fantastic. Uh, when you kind of look at him um, from the, the side where he's got his gun up on the left-hand side, he kind of looks a bit limp. Um, just because of the way that the, his hips are, you know, placed on the, um, uh, the base and you, and obviously you don't have the, the legs in a powerful stance to, um, to counter it. So I'm sure it makes sense as a, uh, as a sculpt, but I think it is pretty limiting for the sculpture to basically have to, you know, design it and cut it with no help from the base to support the pose, etc. And if you, you know, look back at what DC Direct used to do previously, where you have, you know, some beautiful pieces like Jean St. Jean's Demon statue, um, or, uh, Mira, um, in the Terry Dodson series, where, you know, you've got a base that the water or, um, you know, Demon's base with his, it's got all the inscriptions of his saying, you know, that he uses to become the demon, um, on it are a character specific, but be really provide context to the piece. And you know, I do think that that is a bit lacking and also inhibiting for the, the sculpture too, because really they're not designing the whole piece. They're only designing what goes on top of it. So, um, but look, I mean this, you know, from all the right angles looks great. Um, and because it is a character that hasn't been done before, I'm really happy to have it. Um, but I'd have to go dolly rating wise the a nine out of 10, just for that limitation, no criticism of the sculpt. Joe Man has done an amazing job, etc. but I kind of, I think ultimately that those bases probably have a more cons than pros for me. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the redesigns. It's um, one of the better ones, isn't it? Yeah. Uniform. Well, it's true to the character. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah. And, and uh, there's I, yeah, there's enough of what we used to know in there. I think. Yeah. I love you know I love Joe's work, but um, yeah, I think I, I'm a big fan of Deathstroke, and I just I'm still not feeling like the the redesign, the redesign or yeah. no, not at all. Hmm. And plus, it's already changed about four times. Sure, yeah. So. I mean, I've got no real um, attachment to this character as a character. So, um, you know, I think that obviously it's easier for when you're not attached to kind of just look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's still Destro, because you've probably never, um, you know, consumed all the detail in the way that I would for an Aquaman or, you know, et cetera. I just have to give Joe credit for doing that chain mail on his Oh, chest. it's beautiful. Yeah. But that would just drive me bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's it's really it's really beautifully done, um, and uh, yeah, again, I think that the uh, German has actually been posting on his Facebook some video of him sculpting, um, you know, using ZBrush, and it's really interesting to see uh, the you know I think you can have a notion like oh it's being done by computer and so how much skill is actually involved, but there's a lot of skill. You know, you, you, there's still it's still really an artistic thing that requires precision and um, you know I certainly couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just to add, I mean obviously the the technology um, certainly makes elements of redesigning a lot easier, but still you know just the whole. Uh, the composition of it, there's a different set of challenges because you're not actually dealing with the actual weight of it or, you know, shape of it in, in your hand. You've got to kind of estimate for that and technology can only do that so well. You've still got to, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So uh, it's, it's really, really beautifully done. Excellent. And like I said uh, earlier in the show, um, you know, having, uh, really had to make some hard decisions with, you know, what I can display and therefore what I should have. I'm starting to kind of look back at some busts and things and, you know, like, and not just kind of disregard them because I'll kind of, you know, move from action figures to bust to full size statues, but actually, um, busts are cool. Um, you know, they, and, uh, they, they don't take up as much room. (laughs) (laughs) No, they do not. No. (laughs) All right, so that was our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll run through some of the feedback before we wrap things up. Coolio. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing the evil mutant warriors. Rattero, Soldier Groom the Destroyer. Battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies. Hatchiman, Snowman. Tesco Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Okay, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. So I'm going to handle the first bit of feedback tonight, and it comes from our friend via Twitter, Gray Mattersplatt, and he says that listening to the new AFB Blues podcast while I work, I definitely know what this week's name that is. Oh. So, well, we'll have to wait. I mean, we'll, yeah. you'll know by now, having listened to this, that we haven't heard John's uh, bit yet, seeing as he's um, sending it in because he's not here. So. Oh, that's from the yeah. laser thing, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Did he actually get it? Yeah. Very good. There's no uh, cash for comment sort of style thing going on here. Which <laughs> I'll be most disappointed in John. <laughs> and having said that, uh, I I heard last week everyone sort of received a gift from John over Christmas, and uh, I didn't. So oh, awkward. Whatever. Hockeys. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is awkward. Yeah, yeah it is a little. Yeah. Uh-oh. What can you do? Uh, uh, now, poor John is such a sincere worrier. He'll be worrying right now when he hears that. So, please don't, John, as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to hand the next bit of uh, feedback over to Ben. 
Uh, thank you. This one comes via Twitter and um, comes from Toys210. It says, uh, at AF Blues, uh, the Hot Toys Vader is based off of Episode 4 and Sideshow does, uh, Sideshow's newer version is based off Episode 6 and that's why the costumes are different. So this is in regards to our discussion when um, the Hot Toys uh, one six scale Darth Vader went up for pre uh, went up for order, should I say? Um, there were some discussions about you know which was the the better looking Vader for the price, etc., etc., etc. And we did do some um, discussion about the sort of slight changes in costume that happened over time. And uh, he has in or he she has included a very nifty picture mm. of the the two Darths and they're standing uh, next to each other and the differences are highlighted. And, um, yeah, you can see the obvious changes um, from uh, Star Wars to Return of the Jedi. And um, at this stage, you know, the Return of the Jedi look, I think, is still the better one. Um, in particular, the little, um, the, the, the Nancy scarf bits that hang down are actually under <laughs> Nancy the armor. Nancy scarf bits. Oh, I don't know. They don't seem to serve any purpose whatsoever. <laughs> but, um, they're under his shoulder armor by Episode 6. And... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's not a whole lot of extra changes, but um, I think there's some subtle changes to his helmet. Um, but uh, anyway, I think the Episode 6 one is still better, so uh, I'd still give Sideshow my preference for that. Yes, well, that's, um, you know, it is a preference thing, isn't it? Like, it's about what you yeah. um, what you ultimately prefer, but I, I appreciate that tweet and that little graphic because i certainly hadn't um worked that out for myself so very cool thank you thank you okay scott over to you my man okay i've got the last two bits and the first one is from facebook and it's from dean schaefer who says just want to say using a makeup brush is a great way to dust your toys thank you for the hint right yay there you go so there you go it's good to know that we've enriched someone's life (laughs) Um, And then the last one is actually from Instagram Because, hey, we have Instagram now What's that? Yeah (laughs) Isn't that the food food thing? No, that's Pinterest (laughs) Instagram's um, what all the kids use Because they don't actually use Facebook Right? Uh Yeah, so and Instagram, of course, now is owned by Facebook Because Uh Facebook knows that Um, So, you know, all when I was teaching And parents would say, oh, I don't let my kids have Facebook I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, and have you heard of Instagram? Because that's actually what they're doing Uh That's why they're not upset that you said You you can't have Facebook Because kids their age don't use it They use Instagram (laughs) Um, But Instagram is There's a lot of uh, artists and that sort of thing Because it is You can't just post text You post a picture and then tags, etc But we've had a really great response to joining Instagram And we're just action figure blues on Instagram And I Fought a Lion says uh, This is in relation to our last show It was really cool to hear a G.I. Joe figure get reviewed I'd like to hear more reviews of older figures. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, can do. We can definitely, um, uh, you know, justify all the crap. I mean, stuff that we've got lying around yeah, uh, sure. by reviewing it. No problem. <laughs> I just went downstairs to clean the garage out, and I counted five uh, huge tubs of action figures. So yeah. I'm quite happy to pull old crap out, uh, stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's good. That's good feedback. You know, it's good to. Obviously, we're often focused on the stuff that we've just acquired, um, but it's nice to know that people do enjoy hearing um, about older stuff as well. So, thank you very much for that. I fought a lion. Mm -hmm. Cool name, too. Very cool name. Yep. 
And, uh, yeah, so if you are on Instagram, please find us and follow us. And um, unless you're creepy and weird, we'll follow you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we will anyway. Maybe we will. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, it depends on what kind of creepy and weird, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, thanking, thanking you for uh, bearing with me as I fumbled through that. Oh, you did uh, fine, you'll, Justin. Uh, Thanks for having a go. The, uh, in the uh, outtakes <laughs> and the bloopers, how much I uh, stuffed up on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my defense, it's, uh, I'm in a room now with the door shut with uh, the, the fan mucking up. But it's no excuse and I'm sweating profusely and can't wait to open the door so it's fresh air. The lengths I go through. Are you trying to tell us that you're naked? No, no. Okay. Definitely not naked. Okay. Right just you know, telling us. You keep sending me pictures. <laughs> uh, what? I haven't stood on those. Damn it. Okay. That's not telling, is it? No. That's showing. Okay. I got it now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, good job, Justin. Bye, everybody. Outstanding. Bye. Goodbye. Good evening. Morning. Afternoon. Yeah. Whatever. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter, at AFBlues, and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening! Definitely not a comprehensive toy news service, but there are just stories that relate to things we have interested in and caught our eye this week. So, Ben, has our first piece of news, so over to you. Me, me, okay, all right. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, who's blue? Just, yep. So, uh, <laughs> for the last 151 episodes, that would be me. Um, but hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy to go first. Yeah, you go first, Ben. That's all cool. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Did you um, no, no, no. It's flowing on. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> okay, let's be professional. I think that's it, gentlemen. I think that wraps up the news. So uh, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB. <laughs> uh, the who? Uh, <laughs> hey, don't script bomb the guy when he's hardly ever hosted. That's just mean. And I um, was about to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it just say AFB game? Name that. Well, that- it's the AFB penis game according to the script. I don't know. Five, four, three. Now it's time for one of our feature segments. Toy of the Week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, 
It's very hot here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be getting to you. Him with Bad Bird that can right. show, um, you know, an idea of scale. And scale. <laughs> yeah, but but no, I still, it doesn't actually have measurement on it, so I couldn't tell you. Uh-huh. Sorry, guys, just a moment. Sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt you again. Just a moment. Okay. <laughs> That's good for a second. I thought his house was haunted. 